Okay. Is that where it is? Okay, Yeah, they're like built in a stage. Uh-huh. It'd be so funny when like they're done with the film and they're like, all right, bye. Oh, they just put it yeah. on the market. Hola. Oh. There's a video where Ciao. he does like MTV cringe. You said That's watch it because it's just know. like if Hello, this store furnished your home. Apparently. Mm. I learned that in like year four. It was a long time ago. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. What? Ciao. Hello as well in Italian. I'm going to Google it. I think it is because in American Dad, when they're talking about how, uh, who was Batman in the nipple movie, and he likes coffee on the ad. Oh, God, why am I not? George Clooney. Yeah, fuck. They're saying how George Clooney loves, and there's a ninja there with his nunchucks, and then they say, speaking Italian, and he goes like, ciao, Bella, which I think means like, hello. Beautiful. Yeah. Or something more pretty or whatever. Yeah. Ciao Bella in Italian is the Australian equivalent. As a gal. Ciao. And then um, Francine cuts her hand off. Hello, goodbye. Mm. Moshi, moshi. Ah, you can't use that. We're not on the phone. That's on the phone. People might be listening on the phone. That's so that you know that people aren't foxes. The fox god from Baby Metal. What does he say? Apparently foxes can't say moshi, moshi. So if you're on the phone and the person doesn't say moshi moshi, either they're international People are probably listening to the podcast on their phone, so therefore it is moshi. Hello on your phone. Hello to your phone. Hello with your phone. Hello there, listener. Alright. Sorry. General Meg. General Meg. (laughs) Now that we've said hello for two minutes... Ladies now it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Say right. goodbye to the moon. And oh, the yeah, I was going to say, you think of Bear the Bigly House. Do you know why that show ended? The chick that voices the moon died, died. and they all didn't have the heart to keep going. How like, so they nice, stopped the but, show. Like, sad is that? It'd be, I mean, it'd be, it'd be sad the if they kept going. Bear is on TikTok. Oh. Ah! He's probably making a killing of that. L- last year, he did a whole like graduation speech as about the, bear. the fact, yeah, as nice. the bear, because he was Heck like, yeah. "I know you guys aren't, you know, get it, getting the year you wanted, but here's bear." <gasps> but look on the bright side, like, the fucking moon is yeah, gone. That's that's <laughs> you got bigger problems than COVID. That's him trying to be the guy from Blue's Clues. The tides yeah. had ruined. <laughs> no, because Blue's Clues did it this year. Oh, so, so Steve is copying. I didn't like that video because Steve's like, you've accomplished so much, and I was like, don't fucking patronise me. <laughs> look, look around, sunshine. Look what I've done. Someone said they should redo it with um, diddly squat. <laughs> what's that show where there's like the like zombie with long hair talks to you? What? It's like a kids show, but it's all scary shit. I'm sure what was it? Was scary tales for gruesome No, it's like, what, that's a knockoff of Creep Show or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the dude from Creep Show should mm. also tell us how proud he is. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Alright. It well, isn't everyone to tell me how proud they are of me. Yeah. Because I, I woke that. up this morning and that was hard. That was all you had to do. Good on you. I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm, I can succeed now. <laughs> Proceed with this podcast. Ladies and future boys, welcome this to the School for Wayward Nerds. The only podcast that goes on and on like an unending spiral. Oh, that's Wow, that fucking is so dead on after this intro. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I am your hair-raising host for the evening, Toby the Tormentor. 
Join me as we sit back in our library to open a tome by the great Junji Ito. What secrets might it contain? What might we unleash when we turn its pages? Stick around and find out, my friend. Ah, uh, pardon my cliche, but we are not alone. Uh, conjoining themselves to this episode, we have the creepy crawly Kyle, who is our perturbing producer. You should have said karate Kyle. And we're also joined by the wicked white caller and the mystifying Meg. Yes. I have a fuck's sake. Musky Meg. Mu- oh, Mustard uh, Meg. Mustard. <laughs> mustard uh, Meg. Very different. Mustard's pretty good. Alright, so. Put some hot dogs. Mustard in your hole. <laughs> good on. <laughs> um, don't do that. That's, you're gonna get an infection or something. We picked the worst sodas for this. Alright, so here's the rub. For this episode of Spooky Month, I wanted to read through one of um, Junji Ito's short story anthologies. And I think my favourite one is probably Shiver. There's a there's a lack of Suichi here, which I appreciate. Mm. Not a big fan. Oh, that's that dumb boy. With yeah, the nails. boy. He sucks. He's like, well, such Why stupid um creepy pasta guy without Jeff a nose. The killer. Yeah, that's so lame. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. like what if because Billy it, the puppet looks because like it's ass. written comedically. He's just like a doofus. Whoops. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. Is he a silly boy? So yeah. Ah. So, in our Tomie episode, we ran through a bit of the Junji Ito's history and sudden burst into Western culture, and since then it has not stopped. Um, You know, Emo Kid merch, manga translations out the wazoo, that gorgeous anime that's still coming up. Yeah. um, The Uzumaki one. Um, Uzumaki. (laughs) I still find it fascinating that he debuted in 1987, the same year as Robocop, and his work, be it recent or the early ones, is still fresh and unique and really exciting for us. Why do we always reference Robocop? Because that's the only interesting thing about 1987. That's the only interesting thing about life. Sorry. Ro- I knocked you a book. <laughs> we, we started with Oh every yeah, because episode. he fucking shows up in that shitty Charles Play reboot, that's why. <laughs> we, yeah. we started every episode trying to talk about Batman Forever. The Lost oh. Boys. We've just slowed okay, the Hellraiser. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Predator. Full Metal Jacket. And then it starts playing the anthem. <laughs> Nice. Um, I think part of the Evil magic... Dead 2, you ass. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't Google that hard. I think part <laughs> of the magic is that Junji Ito doesn't hit, like, any tropes, you know? Like, um, vampires aren't really scary because you can kill them with a the garlic bread. Pennywise is defeated by you not being scared of him. Um, and literally everything is killed by sunlight. Whereas his stuff doesn't really have weaknesses. Usually the people have weaknesses. Um, he really fucks with human compulsion, like, like in Aragami Fault and the men in the Tomie stuff, and the first story in our travels, which is Used Record. This one is originally published in 1997. Used Record is about a strange, unmarked vinyl, and its listeners are possessed to claim its music for themselves at all costs. So let's uh, take a listen, shall we? Um, mm. Also, uh, yeah. uh, that was the year of um, Michael Jackson's hit album, Bad. An appetite for destruction, oh. not by Michael Jackson. <laughs> so I think you Robocop was like not even in the top fifty. Well, I only know the things, things I like. I, I only know what I like. <coughs> oh. I have a theory about Junji Ito. Mm. You know how the world's pretty fucked up, and when <laughs> yeah, someone moves to a Western country, they mm. change their name. 
yeah. for other people. Yeah, like um, like have it work. Yeah, like what's his real name? Do you know? I cannot pronounce it for the life of me. Well, like someone we kind of know. His real name is Hoi Yip, but he goes by Jeff because <laughs> the world's racist. But if Junji Ito had to do that, hmm. John Otto. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh. fucking put chilling biscuits in here. <laughs> Why not? I don't know, man. I don't have time for this. All right, so we got Ogawa. That's his name. Who? Ogawa. Ogawa. Yeah, yes. <laughs> They've got a new record, and they are showing it to their buddy Nakayama. They listen to it quietly a couple times. You it's know, Gold Cobra. Yep, Gold. <laughs> the, I've got a mini homework coming up that you might like, my friend. Um, Ogawa puts it back into its blank slip case and sits it aside. Um, Nakayama asks if she can record it. You know, so she can have a copy as well. And Ogawa's like, nah, dude. They bicker a little, and Nakayama isn't allowed to record it, or borrow it, or purchase one, because, well, they don't know what it's called. Uh, Gold Cobra. Alright. He's just being a grump. Yeah, Ogawa says it affects the feeling of the sound to lend it, and also, she won't say where she got it from either. So they have a bit of a fight. Nakayama's like, well, you're a shithead, and it's 1997, you know, records... Records aren't cool anymore and aren't due for yeah, a comeback wait, like for like 10 more years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so she leaves and the friendship is over, but Ogawa watches her leave through the window before noticing she fucking stole that record. I feel... What <laughs> year did you say it was? 97. I would dare say that this record is the fat of the land by the prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. Or <laughs> Wu-Tang forever. Alright, so she gives chase. Nakiyama is scurrying off and Ogawa pelts her with a... Just throws a fucking big old rock at her. She gets nailed and she drops. Um, Ogawa comes over to take the record back and smash! Gets a big old rock to the side of the head. Bitch is dead. Yay! We did it. Spice world. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're beside this shack with a log pile next to it, so Nakayama tucks the corpse under the tarp with all the logs and just leaves. But from under the tarp, the little singing voice is heard. Much like the record. Yeah, it's all scat. That's fun. Um, yeah. So the next day, Nakayama is looking around for a record player because she's got the record now. The music store doesn't have one. Her other friends don't have one either. She, you know, she goes to an import record place, and the storeman's like, "No, you can't fucking play records in my store, you idiot. <laughs> you can buy them." <laughs> He's very angry and stressed about it. Don't yeah. You? But he sees the record she's holding and recognises it, and it turns out Ogwa must have stolen it from there. He's like, hey, are you that little fucking tramp that stole my record? And she's like, I swear, and he run after her. So, yeah, they, they have a run around. And then I check my next page. And she runs from the dude, and she hides <coughs> out in this jazz cafe, and um, they're playing records in there. Nice. Because they're cool. Mm, they know what, cats. They know what's cool, my friend. I said, I said that in a little tab. Um, yeah, they let it play a while while she's in there, and a man from the at the bar comes over. He knows the song. It is called the Polar Bell Scat, and he tells us the creepy pasta. All right, did it actually say that? No, no, no. But it feels like a creepy pasta. So this Paula chick used to be a no-name singer who played in bars until one day when she finally got a chance to record something proper. Lucky her, right? Wrong. That's right. She gets hit by a car at the front of the studio on like on her way in there. Oh. You know, oh. The staff are like, holy shit, and she begs. She's like, please, take me into the studio. And they're kind of like, okay, last wishes or whatever, and just kind of like haul her into there. And her final breath is taken at the foot of the mic, 
But then she begins to sing. Um, Isn't that on behalf of all, I apologise because 1997 was when $3 bill y'all came out. So that's probably what it was. Okay. Um, so as she's singing, one of the staff hit the record the record button and like they take this little post-mortem moment. Some of the staff took pressings of the phenomenon and that's what this record is. Nakayama sees the people around listening to this tale and eyeing the vinyl. So she takes it, thanks him, and then leaves, and she gets the fuck out of there before they also get possessed by the, the little tune. On her way home, she notices the guy who told the story following her. She starts to run before spotting the import store guy as well. She runs and hides behind that shack that Ogua is still dead behind. Um, she realizes that, that that girl was singing in death and tries to climb the stone wall to get away from the shop owner. She gets to the top and sees the jazz club guy and falls back directly onto her neck. Uh, dropping the record up there, and um, the logs pin her body down, and the storm is frantically looking around for the record, and then then her and the first dead girl start to sing. That's that's spooky, huh? I mean, dead people shouldn't be able to sing, but what are your your thoughts on that tale? Um, I think it translates well as a manga, because you can't hear whatever the song is, so it makes it really ominous. Yeah, but what? But Trey's already hinted. I wondered what you guys think it sounds like. Just some wailing. Personally, I always like the classic answer. Three dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> that's how, that's the sound. Wait, is this Hello. is that werewolves? Yeah, yeah. Or is you that do? Kid do? Rock? No, I'd never no, respect Kid Rock like in this household. I just like the idea of this dead woman. And she goes. So a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, dude. Meaningful. I, think I know exactly what it was. Go. But I need you to ring me. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's... Uh... The other day my boss rang me at 2am and we weren't even mad because I was such a delightful ringtone. I've got this your... is exactly what they heard. It takes me a minute to find you because you're under Dr. Jellyfinger on my phone. You're um, Queen Malone. Okay. Let's ring it. I like the quality of your phone. Yeah, I fucked my phone. <laughs> Good copyright episode. You <laughs> oh, didn't answer. <laughs> so the correct answer is that it's based on the Swingle Singers covering JS back orchestral work. Oh, okay. fuck, I thought it was Necrolust. No, no, oh. So it probably sounds more like this. This ad for sports, but... <laughs> Wait, is that, that? Is that <laughs> a big diesel? No, man, that's Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. That was his name. It probably sounds like this shit. I win, then, because this is just wailing. Wailing music. The wailing. Wailing snippets. It goes on like that for a whole album. That sounds like... <laughs> A movie but when they not find like there. a hidden temple or something, mm. that's what would be playing. I think it's better if Shaq's there. Okay. Yeah, I like Shaq. So do you guys like a used record story? Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of you go to the record store and just put a blank one in. And, and it just freaks everyone fuck out. Yeah, but then it's something shit. Oh. <laughs> You've just peeled the sticker off and it's just like the wiggles. I'd like to think that it would be Ocean Man. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, 
remember at the start of Brutal Legend where Jack Black goes in the record store yeah. and finds the album? Yeah, it's that, but it's just, like, fucking ween. Touch my Randy's shooter. Not ween. I know, but that one would be good. You electric fucked six up. Right. <laughs> you, you bitch. I'll have you know that not a lot of Electric Six's songs make it to a vinyl. Isn't that fascinating? Bullshit. Right. I reckon Electric Six fans would be the idle people. What's oh, the one? I keep looking. That's good. That, they just, um, that pumps you up. What's that one? Pumped up kicks? Not no. Randy's Hot Tonight. It's the one. The other one. one. That's about Randy, but then they have the song about everybody. Yeah. It's all uh, done with computers. Yeah, put a little bit of mustard yeah, on, it or mustard That's on show that time. Yeah. It's showtime. <laughs> that would be great for this book. <laughs> Show them why you were born and put a little mustard on it. <laughs> Stop talking when about. they give birth the first time, I'm just going to spray the kid with mustard. You're going to like smear it across their forehead, hold it up and go, oh, I don't remember how to do it. Nah, I'm going to hold it up. <laughs> and and it's showtime! <laughs> and its head goes into the ceiling for him. Oh no. Ah, not Vinny. <laughs> I fucking hate your kids by cancer slum. <laughs> So, we've still got more stories to go, so let's jump into let's the title it. track, Shiver. Shiv, shiv. Mm-hmm. Also known as Shivers, also known as The Chill. Also um, known as Me Timbers. Okay. No, this Tumble is... Me Shin. <laughs> okay. This is Sorry. another 1997 story. Um, Did you guys know that some Beatles have something called Spiracles? Is that the thing they make that red lolly out of? Yeah, man, it's these little air holes to get oxygen through their exoskeleton. Oh, like a turtle through the butthole. Yeah. But through everywhere. But what if person, my friend? Pause. Like your pause, but like, they got big like that. Yeah. yeah he that, just that sat guy. there and a cameo. he looked at that great um, villain from Spider-Man and Daredevil. I know who you're talking about. It's not Polka Dot Man, that's the other one. He's the Incredible Hole. The Dot or something? The Incredible Hole. <laughs> Alright, so Yuji is a young fella, and he sits at his bedroom window and looks into his neighbor's yard. It's super overgrown, and no one ever really goes out there, except for a doctor in a white lab coat. Mm. He, he, um, this doctor comes every now and again to examine... Spot. Rena. Rena, um, you, you see her, she's weird. Hang on. She's living there, and she screams a lot when the doctor visits, and sometimes she'll scream about the bugs. Anyway, Yuji sees her now and then sitting at her window. And she looks tired, but she sees him and smiles politely because she's a good dude. And she points at a bush in her yard. And now, if you've got trypophobia, which is the fear of all the little dots everywhere, this one is specifically targeting you. Ah. I hope you're triggered. I Um, didn't know that was a thing. mm -hmm. You know when people get mad at like a crumpet or those plants, the plant pod that has all the dots? Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. That's, That's what that is. That's why I do rounds of Facebook. Like every couple of years, yeah. just to upset people. Yeah. I've never seen that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So her arm is dotted with all these little small holes, and she's a bit like a crumpet. Yuji has a flashback to his grandfather dying, who presumably had the same illness because he was a big old crumpet man. Oh. That's oh. crazy. Wow. He doesn't look very. His happy. eyes fell in. Yeah. No his good. eyes are big crumpet eyes. <laughs> big crumpet eyes. So Yuji and his bud Hideo. Um, they, don't look at my pop vinyl, it spoils the ending. 
Um, they go through Granddad's old journal to see what the deal is with the holes, and there's a story in there about how while he was away at war, he found a, a cool jade bug, like a jade carving of a bug. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it was given to him by a mysterious stranger. Eventually, he started developing holes. Uh, they got worse and worse until one morning he woke up to like a loud aeroplane noise. Now bugs were burrowing into these holes, oh. living in his tubes. Man, oh. he flips I mean, out. He throws the jade them. out the window. What? If you have them. If if you got them, put bugs in them, man. That's what I'm talking about. Put a little worm in there. Worm. So two boy, the two boys realized that that's what Rena must be pointing at because Yuji has his grandfather's old room, so it would have landed just over the fence there. So they go, they go looking for it. They don't find it, and for the next few days, Rena suddenly gets better. Look at that; her holes have resealed, so that's good. Yeah. Um, later on, there is a big rainstorm or something, and there's something's banging on Yuji's window. He goes to open the curtain, and whoa! Ah. Yeah, I, I will say that Junji Ito loves the page turn reveal. Like he paces everything really well. So like, it's not a jump scare. But he, like, builds it up. Like, everything happens, and then you turn the page, and there's the big monster. Every every time, it's done really well. Hmm. He probably has to, like, draw extra panels to make sure that that happens. Yeah, I wonder if he, like, yeah. stalls... Or, he would have to stall and rush and fuck about to make it fit. But he makes it fit. I feel like sex would be weird like that. F- fuck him in all his holes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of... That's a lot when of... When fill all my holes, oh, that's like... You, that, you gotta organise, like, 200 of your mates. Like, it's crazy. Yep. Ah, the true meaning of glory hole. There's nothing more glorious than 200 dicks in all your... In all of your... All of your mate. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so we turn the page to reveal that not only did Hideo pocket that jade earlier, but he's fucking hollowed out, bro. Hole's so bad that one of his eyes has sort of fallen into one. Mm. And he's on the run from that doctor. He takes off as the as that dude in the lab coat rounds the corner, and um, yeah, he's he's found the next morning, like a big dead Swiss cheese, and the Jade's location is one of nature's mysteries. Oh, nice Ratchet and Clank three up your Arsenal reference. Thank you. But you'd appreciate you fuck. that. Oh, why did he die? Because <laughs> he's full. He's got his tubes. He's just tubes now. <laughs> We're all just fucking tubes, bro. Many fallopian tubes. Yeah, but but on the whole thing, that's what um um Stan had when he became a vegetarian that one episode. Mm. That's a that's a South Park reference. Mm. Stan. 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 So they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. This one's fashion model. This one. Ah. (laughs) I like her pop vinyl. She her that. She's a big, creepy, long bitch. She looks like Sarah Jessica Parker, but her she pop vinyl just looks kind of like glum. No, that looks like her too. You could, you should contour. put that in a different box that has like Sex in the City on it. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I'll quickly run through this one for the sake of time, but um, it's creepy and pretty simple. We've got Iwasaki, right? He's having a bad day Aww. while hanging out in a cafe. He's flipping through just a typical fashion magazine, as as you do. Um, and he stumbles across her, Miss Fucci. Probably the funniest pop vinyl monster I've ever seen. Um, Meg, do you want to describe her as if you're um, doing a police composite sketch? What are we looking at here? Um, it looks like she's kind of gotten like smacked to the face with the books and everything's real flat. I think she looks, her head shape is like a, an it's, almond. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's like an almond. I was trying to work out um, how to describe it earlier. No, that's right. Yeah, an almond. Um, the, the He's kind of a bit mean and he was like, I can't believe she managed to become a model. Do you know what she actually kind of looks like? What? The nun. Yeah! On vacation. Yeah, yeah, she's got her hair all done pretty and... And not in a fucking nun costume. Yeah, she's got really skinny little lips. It's it's tricky to work out who the nuns are when they're not in the nun costume. Well, you got nice skinny lips. You know there's, um, like, the the big mask things that, like, you can... That, um, people carve out of, like, wooden stuff, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Looks like that. I I think like we saw them in Fiji one time when we went. Like the big tribally yeah. ones. Yeah, the big tribally ones. Her face looks like that. So so it's creepy enough in its own way to have just this random monster lady just amongst basic bitches in like your big W catalogue or something. But um, the story does continue. Time rolls on, and he eventually gets over the creepy picture and continues his amateur filmmaking hobby with his buds. Oh, she smiled. Oh, isn't that nice? Um. <laughs> They put out a call for women to be in their next um, little film, and sure enough, one of the head shots that gets sent to them is the big creepy lady. One of the buddies say, like, we should pick her, man. Meeting her in person might break the creep factor for you. Like, she's probably chill when you when, when you see her in person, you know? So they call her in for an interview. Her big, scary, almond-shaped head doesn't seem to blink or talk or do anything. They end up hiring her and a pretty young act- actress, and they all go to the mountains to film some stuff. And in the van, they all share a chuckle, and she, um, I counted, she joins into the laugh, revealing about 79 sharp little goofy teeth. Yeah, it's like a shark mouth. That's fun. Yeah. Stubby, stubby teeth. Yeah, yeah. In the forest, we see maybe she likes Iwasaki, and you see her get kind of upset to hear that he's freaked out by her. Then she eats all the crew, and it ends with just her and Iwasaki alone together at last. That's Gobble them up. Um, the boy. She also has a short unpublished story in the back of this book, so I'll quickly mention it here. A um, a girl in the same modeling agency as her has a fear of having body parts missing from photos. Oh. You know, like... Um, so the opposite of your thing of always hiding your legs. Yeah, she, if she feels like maybe her legs are getting cut off and it freaks her out. She doesn't like it. Mm. Um, she makes a comment about Miss Ruchi, who then eats the limbs missing in the photo and then... F- like, frames the dead body with tape. And forensics can't work out how she was bitten by a shark in a dressing room, so the case goes unsolved. That's cool. Good Maybe night. it was this bitch with catastrophically unsolved. terrifying shark teeth. Nah, we're looking for a shark, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I agree with them. Um, so the next story I like and recommend is Hanging Blimp. But for the sake of time, I'm only going to talk about its premise here. Like, I'm going to skip over, like, the drama and the victims and the people. But it's like, it's the, un- it's the, I've wrote it down funny. It's the inunderstandably modern eldritch shit that I enjoy in Junji Ito's tales. You know, like, you just can't figure it out and you don't really know what's going on. And that adds a little bit to the fear, I think. And then nice. it ends and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, this this story makes the little red balloons seem hacky and lame, Pennywise. So, um, so these balloons float on into town, right? Huge ones, each with a lifelike face, each matching a corresponding person. Mm-hmm. So one of these balloons will be yours. The string hanging off the bottom is a noose, and your balloon wants to hang you. Oh, oh fucking so do us a favor. Like <laughs> yeah. So from there, 
There's a bunch of cool, smart shit happening. It's a great time. Hey, if they were doing Inju- cool, smart shit... They do a lot of cool stuff for such a short story. I they mean. would only hang themselves a little. Oh, okay. And they'd masturbate. Maybe... And then maybe get that's off what, Maybe the balloons ways. are trying to get you to come. Maybe that's why they're there. We don't know. Oh, he got gutted. Oh, no. So the hung people will try to get you to your balloon. Like, once they're dead, they're controlled by their balloon as well. You know, people hide indoors until their food runs out. The balloons learn to talk. So, like, say, like, in one of the bits, the dad leaves for food and some time passes and there's a bang, bang, bang on the door and the dad yells, I got the food, let me in. And then they open the door and, like, a bunch of balloons grab him. Yeah! Um, one of my favourite scenes is a dude with a crossbow who comes in and he goes, they're fucking balloons, yo. And he fires his crossbow and the balloon bursts and deflates, but so does his human head. Oh no! Crosses, oh. Those are sort of dumb. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it popped a balloon. Why do but you have it? It's just an inescapable problem, and you can't. That's what I meant at the start. Like, you can't solve this mystery. You're fucked no matter what happens, really. That's mm. fun. Why don't you just shoot everyone else's balloons? Because <laughs> then everyone else. Will so, die. so all that matters is you die last. Then you go yeah. like underground. Why wouldn't you just wear yeah. like a deep sea diving just stay helmet? Yes. Just wear a big hat that the noose can't get over. Everyone in Texas is fine. Bring yeah. a fucking knife and cut the noose off. Oh, no. Oh, what would they do then? I don't know. Would it just well, automatically make a new one? It's got no arms. What if it grows back or something? I don't know. What if it grows another balloon at the other end of the string? Oh. Like cat dog, but balloon. It would work against itself. Oh, You're no. really on a cat dog thing at the moment. No, we saw you? those two dog heads next to each other. I know. Yeah. Oh, he got an Oh, blimey. If cat dog kissed itself, would it be fucking? Lit? It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like eating your ass, really. No, but that's like it's tragic. But it's too. true. So the next mm. tale in Shiver is Marionette Mansion. It's good, but you know, probably the low point of the book for me. Marionette Mansion is not written properly. Marionette, it's like a puppet. Yeah, I know you fuck. Yeah, that's what I said. The chilling scenario here is a nice rich family that loves puppets so much they become them. Um, the ceiling of their home is cut out with like a grid, and in the darkness there are puppeteers driving the family. Who are they? Um, creepy looking people. That's so fun. its premise would make for a, a, a good movie, I think. Like how the family can't move their own bodies anymore because they haven't had to use their own muscles in like two years. Mm. And like there's some good kills, and by the end all the bodies are gone and replaced with more puppets. The spooky time. Where are the weird men? Keep going, Mick. There was a little puppet before this. No, I want to see the weird roof men. Well, I'm going to get to them. You can just calm your... I think you're on the wrong way, Calm your farm. What? We haven't seen His book's going backwards. Yeah. She is. going backwards. Okay. I'm looking at it upside down and I confused myself. (laughs) Look out for all these balloon... I mean, not balloon... These are puppets now. We're doing puppets now. Yeah, but where's the puppet operator? Oh, they're up in the ceiling, and they're like little crackheads. Look at this one. Oh, he's no good. He he looks Looks like like he could be friends with the other lady with the big teeth. (laughs) I want to see them all get together and have a party. (laughs) They're going to have Avengers. There they are. Look, a bunch of meth heads up in there. Yeah, I want a Junji Ito Avengers. Okay. (laughs) Except they all murder the stupid boy with the nails. Yeah, dude, I'm fine with that. He's a dweeb. Remember when the remember when the dead toad farted on him and it was so funny. He would have got bullied in school. He does, like in the fucking books. Good. That's why he, he eats did, nails. He went up to say, "Oi, what are you doing?" And they're like, 
Get just, out! They you look kicked at him. him. <laughs> yeah, get out of here! This yeah. is a this is a puppet town. And you're not a part of it. Hey, this is how we do it down south, boy. No, we do things a little differently here in the big puppet city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the next one we may have fucked with before on our podcast because it's a Tomio story. I don't fuck with you, stupid ass bitch. You're singing a song. You don't hate me. Um, this one is called Painter. Um, as we may or may not have said back when we covered Tomie as a whole, um, photographs of her reveal her creepy... skateboard. Yeah, man. They All the photos reveal her big creepy spooky head. Yeah, yeah. Creepy uh-huh. spooky head. So, in this story, she's decided to try and get a painting or another type of art to capture her beauty instead. First page opens with the classic Tomie thing sticking out the back of her own head. And it's a nice. it's got a nice frame on it. It's very fancy. The story is told through the eyes of its painter, Mitsuo. Uh, the story begins with Mitsuo at his first, you know, gallery exhibition. He's made this hit collection of paintings of a model named Nana. Or Nana. She's not the dog from Peter Pan. She's a blonde woman. Bonanana. Yeah, so him and Banana, they're, they're doing good. While he's signing autographs and stuff, like a woman is quietly looking at these paintings and, you know, she catches his eye. It's a bewitching woman with long black hair, sad eyes, and one of those little Marilyn Monroe dots. Mm. Who's that, Kyle? Tommy. Okay. Tommy. It's good old Tommy, the Green Power Ranger. Tommy Pickle. <laughs> um, he um he asks this girl what she thinks of his art. She says the paintings are beautiful, but this model man, she's clearly holding him back. She looks dumb. As he continues Her his work with Nana, dumb. she's got like a good two minute noodle thing going on. Was she seeing her Nickelback? Yeah. she got girl. Chad Kroger hair trays? Are you telling me? Um, so this thought doesn't leave him, like, during one of their painting sessions. He's, like, stressing out because, yeah, she's dumb. Um, Tomio just shows up in their fucking house, claiming he said he was going to fire Nana and replace her. Nana's like, what the fuck, man? She storms out. And Tomio nominates herself as the new model. And I like how she just controls the narrative around her. Mm. Yeah, she she's, she's in charge. She's got Charlie Manson charisma in her basic $5 fucking cotton on t-shirt she's wearing there. She don't dress very impressive, I'm going to be honest. She's always just hanging out. Well, she's got to duplicate herself all the time. No, she's got a $10 budget at Big W. <laughs> That's yeah. her outfits. Nothing wrong with being comfy. Okay. So while he paints her, they have a bit of a chat. She tells him her name's Tomie and she's been searching for someone to capture her beauty for a long time. Uh, anyway, he finishes it and it's it's her, all right? Like, it's, it's exactly what you're seeing in the panels. It's just her. Um, she thinks it's a joke and leaves. The painting does not do her justice. <gasps> and much like Danny Minogue, I begin to wonder. Alright. Toby, no one knows who she is. <laughs> Google it. They she... only know her sister. Look, I don't understand, because she doesn't like her monster pictures, but she doesn't seem to like the normal ones either. And I wonder how Tomie sees herself. You know, like, if you're a regenerating demon creature with seemingly multiple personalities in each vessel, while forever stuck in a young Japanese woman, how do you identify Big. Like, how are you doing? I identify as potato. Okay. Yeah, I, I wonder, like... I don't know. I wonder what goes on in her little noggin. She would never be happy with anything. Mm. <laughs> Women. Fucking no, bitches, man. It's <laughs> me slapping tray. Okay. So, oh, um, harder, mama. <laughs> oh, God. So... 
he, yeah, she says the painting sucks, she leaves, and with this smash to his confidence, and frankly, once someone crosses Tomie's path, they usually start to break you, you know, every time. Mitsuo goes back to painting Nana, but the spark is gone and he's pulling out his hair about the whole situation. He sends Nana away and tries to paint Tomie from memory. After a few frustrating failed attempts, he goes... He fucking... What? That's him. My notes don't make any sense. He goes to the bar to get hammered, is what I've tried to write there, I think. Um, and while he's there, an old art school bud runs into him, and they're talking about one of their other old mates. This guy is a sculptor. And there's this buzz around, he's doing like this big set soon. Um, and the dude he's talking to has a photo of the sculptor and his model. The photo is a ponytailed man with a beard and a young lady with a scary imp demon face coming out the back of her head. Look at that, it's Tomio. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Looking good. She be vibing. Mm, she vibing. So in typical fashion, intrusive thoughts have started infecting um, Matsuo's fucking brains, Mitsuo. Um, this fucking sculptor must have already had Tomie on the payroll and sent her to him just to crush his spirit, man. He goes, he gets all fired up and goes to the guy's house to fuck his shit up. And when the guy answers the door, he looks like a big bag of shit. Mm. Doesn't he, Mac? Look at you that. You and me both, cowboy. Sketchy and sad looking. Yeah, he's got a big, sad, tired face, sunken eyes. He's clearly been sculpted instead of, you know, like eating and sleeping and shit. Yeah. He's also cancelled his Tomie art display, coveting the sculptures for himself. He won't even share a glance of them. Mitsuo tries to barge in and they have a little bit of a scuffle, and Mitsuo pops the guy in the head with a fucking statue and gets inside. <laughs> she nice. cracks him over the head with a bust. Good work. Yeah. The only other, like, he, get, he gets inside, and the studio is, like, knee-deep in life-size Tomie statues that have all been smashed up. The only other pretty. thing in there worth mentioning is Tomie. She cries into Mitsuo's arms. She's like, oh, man, I was locked in here, and he smashed the statues. He was going to cut me into bits, man. See, I wonder which part of her is real. Or Again, because, like, does Tomie... Yeah, do you think she actually feels fear at the hand of the men that kill her every time? Or is she just, like, saying that shit for Mitsuo's benefit? I wonder, be pretty afraid. I wonder if she's stressed or fucking with that guy's whatever. Both. Yeah. She's doing she's batting all the eggs. Always both. Yeah. Always be making that money, man. So he paints her again, they talk some more. She's calm and confident again, she's feeling better. She says it's pretty normal, man. Men meet her, they get obsessed, they try to kill her, it's all standard stuff for her. He finishes his painting, and it's the demon twin head version, like in the photos. You know, because I'm starting to wonder if he sees her as the demon she is now, or if he's just fucking bonkers. No, he's just a proper crackhead. Well, she looks at the painting and goes, oh, what the fuck is this, man? And, like, he cracks the shits and strangles her. She dies. She goes, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Now you do one, Kyle. I live Your life... one's on opium. <laughs> I was going to say, I live life happy knowing I did it the worst. <laughs> Good. Now, now, obviously, oh. we have to do the other one. How's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? Hey. How's it going, dude? That's from the sex game. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about thinks we fucking suck. Oh. So, he... I think we fucking suck, and I know all of us. The takes a big old knife to the corpse and cuts it up, and he sits in the corner, and he's covered in bloody pants, and he sits there for uh, days, until one day there's a gooey noise. Um, Gacking. Yeah, there's some, there's some gacking. Goo me up. Goo me up, daddy. So the body parts, like a starfish, begin to regrow. 
Mm-hmm. He basically starves to death in place as the Tomie army in his room regrow before his very eyes. I think that might have been my first taste of Tomie. Mm. And I like how even now I still don't really know what's fucking going on. Yeah. It, it adds a lot of intrigue to it. Because mm. I don't... As far as monsters go, I do not have a solution for that bitch, man. What do you do? It's just, it's just... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Eddie? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lord. So, the next one is a fan favourite, both for its torturous premise and its page-turn reveal. The Long Dream. Even Trey recognised the dude on the cover without, like, knowing what he was talking about. He the knew balloon. Yeah, the, uh, My balloon. So, again, for the sake of time, I'm glossing over this one. But have you ever had a dream where you wake up and you're like, fuck, that was long? Have you ever had a dream when you... When... <laughs> I kid. That's a reference. You don't have a mental you, problem. You, you. But have you ever had a long-ass dream, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah? Alright. So, this is what that is, man. This man comes into the neurosurgery with a problem. His eight hours of sleep feature two to three days of just straight-up fucking nightmares, man. Apparently it's getting worse and it's wearing him out. He comes in again the next day, claiming last night a whole goddamn year passed. He gets examined by the doctors. They watch him sleep. There's a brief convulsion... And to him, 18 months go by, and it just continues to get worse and worse. There's nothing they can do. Having He's having trouble remembering who he is and shit, because, like, his actual life is getting re- is getting put behind, like, 50 years of memory to him now, because he's living in dreams so long he forgets what he was like back in the real world. Yeah. And then one morning, he's evolved beyond human. Fun. Looking like a depressed nutsack waiting for a boss. He looks like Pinhead, but without the pins. Look at him, he's bummed out. Do you think? Looks like... I think he oh, looks like loser. a... Loser. Oh, okay. I was going to say a testicle, but really that's wow. the same thing. <laughs> what? A nut that's still in the sack is a dork. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Alright. So... He he's frantically looking for his wife from the dream world because like he's been living for like a thousand years with presumably someone. Um, he grabs another patient. They tranquilize him, and the next time he wakes up, he's so old that he just crumbles into dust. Um, the do- the doctor then puts the dust into another patient. The cycle begins again. What a dick. Whoa. That's rude. Why would you do that? But, but that's a that's a creepy one because there's there's nothing you can do every time. It's kind of like if if Nightmare on Elm Street just like went for a long time instead of killing you, just keeps you there. Yeah, you just hang out. Yeah. So the next one is Honored Ancestors. It's another creepy premise and reveal tale. So let me rush around here. Young couple gets married. Man has elderly father who crab walks around. You know, walking on his on his back. Um, girl has nightmares about a giant caterpillar, but the oh. father, but the father's dying, man. So the husband and wife go to see him, and it's revealed husband must get her pregnant right away, so yeah. he can join onto the family chain. It then shows the forehead and noggin of every man ever in their family have been joined together, and dad is going to die soon. So the husband must jump into the big long head hat. See, I don't find this oh. one very scary because that's real. Okay, what? it's not shown. This ain't hentai. Um, but it's implied that the big, like, this big head game of Snake gets to her catatonic with fear body and the family chain is safe for now. It's, it's a good one. I'm desperately trying to fit it into this episode. 
But yeah, it's the image of the big long heads all stuck together is pretty good. I think it's better after you see that and then you see the one where he gets up and starts like crab walking. Yeah, mm. he's just charging around. It's crazy. It's creepy, man. I'm glad that I don't have to wear every Depolar as a hat crawling around crotch first like that. I'd miss sitting. I what if there's like more than one give you a baby? Son. Who well, that... has to do it? Is it the oldest? Or... Yeah, sucked in, dog. Uh, like, yeah, I guess. I hope you like wearing my fucking eyebrows, you cock. <laughs> no, that's your son. We're known for our big eyebrows. Uh, heavy ones. Our family. What? <laughs> the poles. We have big eyebrows. Our granddad had big eyebrows. Everyone else is fine. Mine are big. Alright, well. But I don't have to put my head on nobody. <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> Alright, so the finale we have here is Greased. This one makes me the most uncomfortable of the whole book, so thank God we are starting to run out of time. I get to jet through this one. Oh no, we've got heaps of time. What, what, can... what time is it? <clears throat> no, we're running out. Okay, cool. So, I don't like greasy things, man. They're gross. They make my body all twist up. I don't like... Toby, you're Italian. I know, it makes me... It's, it's tough out here. <laughs> God, it's hard out here. Out here. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Well, good song. I wouldn't talk about bit... her way too much. <laughs> She's good. It's that bitch that her song sounds nothing like Misery Business. Ah, it doesn't really. The one that's not Dua Looper, but I refuse to learn any names anymore. Before you, her name's like Olivia. Olivia Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Look, I'll just don't put... pretend you all don't know. That I'll name. put it on record, man. That song's shit. Oh, we broke up, and you have another girlfriend, and now I'm sad. It's Fuck shit, off. but it does not sound like misery business at all. Nah, misery business fucking so stood to... for something. This is sh- nothing. The misery business should be wiped from the records. Just because you <laughs> used the word whore doesn't mean you should never play your only famous song ever again. Whores are cool, man. It it is literally a profession. Yeah. By saying that that is an inappropriate word, you're an asshole. Yes. It's it's like it's not a good word, but it is someone's job. Yeah. Someone's gonna do it. So um, the fan he, wiki is a mess, but I'm pretty sure this story was originally from 2002. Um, it's about a girl named <coughs> Yui. Um, she lives with her brother and her father. You know, they live above their dad's barbecue place. Problem is, is that the ventilation is so shit that the greasy oil from the barbecue wafts up through the home, through the walls, making it, you know, oily and slippery. What's your favourite barbecue? We've got this fucking nice honey one at the moment. It's pretty good. I think graveyard barbecue is pretty funny. It's pretty spooky. Hey, Meg. What? The barbecue's just begun. Oh, no, stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think the idea of sleeping in a futon soaked with animal fat makes me want to fucking die. Anyway, the brother is a bully and he's mean and he secretly drinks salad dressing. <laughs> this one, <laughs> this goes on until uh, Big Mom. treasure. He gets puberties. <laughs> this... Salad oil. Yeah. In a, in a can. Yeah. yeah. And he got glug glug. And yeah, he, salad oil. <laughs> he gets puberty and this motherfucker gets zits. Lots of them. Really? Brother gets bullied at school Perfect. for being an oily boy. Um, he becomes a shut-in. That's my fucking life. Yeah, he attacks... I got bullied because of my greasy brother. He attacks his dad and does the iconic image of the story, squeezing his face while sitting on his sister, dripping all the pimple pus on her face. Yeah. You should never sit on your sister while you drip. I like... I've seen fan art of that that's just... He, it's Millhouse sitting on Lisa doing that shit. That's pretty cool. No. Um, yeah, man. He's dripping all the pimple pus uh. on her face. Man. Yeah, Meg found it. 
It sounds it's like, like spaghetti. I know. It's also, not the way the pimples work. When you describe it, it sounds like some Ed, Ed, and Eddie shit, but, like, it's the detail of Junjiito's line work that really salad is nasty. I still think the living like a paper in the bottom of a zinger box is worse than pus. Oh, no. That's, that's just my that's personal living. Yeah, but you'll, you'll, yeah, but you'll you can wash off if you if you got yeah, pimpled on. Not you. if your tail's all grease. It depends what grease it is. If it's from the kernel, then grease me up. Is it grease lightning? I'll be... What other references can we make, Kyle? None. All right. Well, we did it. Grease. That's I said that. Film. Yeah, grease lightning's the car from. No, the film. but the movie. Oh. The greases from Bully, the video game. Oh yeah, the greases. That's good. Um. Yeah, so the father cracks him on the head with a fry pan and he dies. <laughs> That's funny, though, because, like, animal grease goes in a fry pan. Yeah, man, guess what? Sweeney... That's full circle. Yeah, man, Sweeney Todd, the restaurant gets really good buzz from this really nice, greasy, sweet meat they had for a week there. So it's the, br- it's the brother. And after that peak, the father wants that small recognition again. So when Yui starts puberty and getting the pimples too, she wakes up one night to find that he's force-feeding her the salad dressing. And she's like, fucking don't do that. Don't don't come near me anymore. And the house gets worse and drippier. And Yui finds her father using the oil trick on himself. He cuts off his own leg to make in a barbecue. But instead of blood, it's just grease. It's just nasty. Is the salad dressing in the soda bottle? It's in all sorts of jugs, man. There's a leg dripping looks like me at the urinal. How big's your piss hole? How are you doing? No, Too big. no. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> Through no. intense work and training. No. All right, so we covered how Junji was a dental technician before he was a manga artist no, last no time. More. But the school he went to was for like a Buddhist company. So a little, tri- they took a little trip in the school. They visited the Buddhist temple, and while there, the futons were fucking nasty. Humid temple with futons not getting aired out during the day, stained with the sweat of many a visitor. That's what inspired that fucking book there. Um, in in a few more words, Junji said it was nasty, and that's what inspired this one. All the gross, greasy things. Greasy, greasy. Mm-hmm. How come the people on the covers' head balloons look like not how their head would look? Because it's just like it's an just amalgamations. Did that one happen? If your head is blown up into a balloon, it's not going to look... Is that, exactly is that like meant to be a balloon, but a squid? You're a squid. Um, so, that rounds us out of Shiva. I like Junji Edo's short stories. I think he does he does a good job of simple ideas portrayed in, like, a short, you know, amount of time. I think he smushes it out real good. I really like the one-shots in normal comics, like, Western stuff, so it makes sense I prefer this version here, too. Um... What about you guys? Do you like some some Junji Ito stuff? Yeah, I like how mm. they're not reoccurring. That's kind of why I don't like Tomio. Mm. Oh, the seems, thing I like about the, the Tomio book that is that it, each story is a different thing. Uzumaki's different every time, but it still well, spirals a hassle in the town. Uzumaki. 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 Yeah, I prefer the short stories. I think... I don't know. He just he comes up with a little idea and then just like makes it fucking weird, and then he's done. And you can read a little short story. You got you got like five minutes to kill. You're in and out. Fucking bang. Mm. Um, time for homework, huh? I thought we had a mini homework. 
Yeah, I asked you about what the record was. Oh, I thought this is what we were talking about. What barbecue? What barbecue would you like to eat of a man? The barbecue's just begun. Stubbs. I want to eat Stubbs himself. He's probably dead. <laughs> um. So the homework here, right? Is, Stubbs um, is a zombie. Yeah, Stubbs is a zombie. That's good. Although, we didn't cover it here today, but Junji Ito did do an adaptation of Frankenstein. I think I might have it somewhere. I've never read it. But my my um oh, homework so question it. is, what would you like to see him do instead of Frankenstein? I had one. Was it Tony Hawk American Wasteland? I have a good one. Yeah, what? Because, like, his shit has got so popular, mm-hmm. it's becoming like a Japanese horror icon. Mm-hmm. So I think he should redo a different Japanese horror icon. I can only think of the ring. His art would look fucking incredible for Tetsuo. Is that the Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah. The one how the dude just slowly, like, rots into a... Fucking, like, he hasn't done a lot of like robot. metal stuff that I've seen. But just, cool his idea. art would go good with that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, that'd be cool. How about you, Mac? Oh, I had a really good one. Winnie oh. the Pooh. Clerks. Fuck, imagine Winnie the Pooh. Dude! Oh. Just any Disney. It'd just be flick. <laughs> like, imagine Sleeping Beauty. But, like, instead of, like, falling, like, like how All of Hundred Acre sleep. Woods is a dream that fucking... What's his name? Robin? Christopher Robin. Yeah, he's trapped Robin, in for 80 years. He did yeah. a bridge to Terabithia, and as he's fucking bleeding out into the river, he's imagining all these mystical creatures that live in the forest. That's cool. You're all wrong, Mothman. You want yeah, to do Mothman? Cool. Just, he should do a whole book of all cryptozoids, like a Bigfoot and a Loch Ness. Mm. Yeah, that would be fun. I like that. That would look good in his eyes. Mm. I think that would translate really good. Toy yeah. Story. <laughs> All the toys just look real fucked up when they come to life. Uh, but they come back, they go back to their cute little selves when they're just as they are, when he's playing with them. So it's like, when they're doing toy shit, they're cool, but the second Andy leaves, it's just existential dread and just like, <laughs> disgusting body horror. Yes. They don't know how to feel things, so they're like burning themselves with cigarette lighters Yeah, and yeah, oh. and he comes back and he's like... Oh, I wonder what happened here. His, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Is Tetsuo, like, a really common name or something? I think so. Because I'm sus on, like, the Akira dude that mm. mutates kind of, kind of robot-y. Akira's is a very common name, too. Yeah, but it's just weird that there's, like, two things that me, who doesn't look at any Japanese pop culture, knows of. I'd like to see him do, like, name. um... If they ever bring back Joker's Asylum, I'd like to see him do, like, a classic Batman villain. Mm. Who would he go with? Good? I don't know. I, I would want to say Killer Croc, but he's already had a Joker's Asylum yeah, so. issue. Mm. Someone gross looking, though. Weasel. Ugh, imagine his two-face being nasty. Ooh. Ooh. It'd have to be Croc. I, w- I would want to see a Killer Croc Junji. That'd be cool. Mm. Okay. We did it. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been the School for Wayward Nerds. This is part three of Spooky Month. Um, trick or treat. Get spooked. Yeah, man. Thank you to the Chikatilo and the Cola. Mmm. Thank you to our producer, Kyle. Yep. <laughs> okay. We are... We, yep. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow. I think we're on Audible. 
So if you're listening to us there, hey, cool, you knew more than I did. Hey. Um, yep, it's been a it's been a fun time. Thanks for listening and class dismissed. Thank you.